Welcome everyone to the Pantheon of M. I am Ray. And I'm Evie. So, Evie, what is our show for this week? Cloak and Dagger, part two. That's right. Uh, as I mentioned in our last week's episode, uh, this takes place in New Orleans, and this is the final half of the season, season one, sorry. Uh, we start off at episode six, I believe. I don't recall the name of it, but this is yes, more... It is. Uh, this is more of a flashback episode, which is really interesting because out of the whole series, this is the only one that has that kind of Groundhog's Day events. Yes. And this is where they develop, where they actually develop their powers. Right. Because they have that, that um, Dragon Ball Z uh, hyperbolic chamber scenario. Okay. I know you have no idea what I'm talking no. about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you'll know, like, it's, it's a scene where, well, let me get into the show and then I'll explain myself as we develop the first episode uh, the reason how they got their powers is there was an oil refinery that collapsed and there was an explosion that, that took place and in that explosion uh, an energy was released right mm. in the water and that triggered uh, something in themselves that gave them additional yeah. gifts uh, and now in this episode we get to find out what was going well we kind of get an understanding of what was going on in the explosion uh, in, in we learned that in the initial pilot episode, uh, Tandy, that was the dagger, uh, she was about eight years old. Her father drives off the pier uh, because he was on the phone in traffic and then swerved off the lane and, and just dodged the, the truck Correct. into the water. And on the phone, he was talking to Ivan Hess, who was the project manager of uh, on site at, at the oil rig. And there was problems with those heat shields when they're drilling. It, the, when the energy when they're drilling was creating a lot of heat. And they were supposed to install heat shields to the oil refinery to, to uh, prevent damages or incur uh, explosion. Exactly. But due to cutbacks, the shields weren't put in place. Right. So the conversation that was going on on the phone was that. So uh, Nathan, uh, Tanny's father, was upset. And so that's what you saw in the pilot, him veering off the road and into the, into the pier. Uh, and so we learn in this episode Ivan's story. Ivan, who was on the phone talking to Nathan from the other's perspective. And Ivan was the only survivor of the explosion on the, on the oil refinery. Now, in this episode, we find out what happens to the employees and what, where Ivan's been, where he's been all this time since the incident. Yeah. Okay. Uh, during that time, we learned in the last episode that Ivan's daughter, Mina, has taken over as the project manager for uh, Roxon Oil or yeah, Roxon uh, Refineries. And she's trying to make uh, it more of a renewable place, looking for alternative mm -hmm. energies. She's actually a really good person trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And now we, we don't know how much she could shift because a dagger hasn't touched her yet to see how she, what she's really like. But we're assuming she's, as far as we know, a good person. Mm -hmm. No hidden dark closets or whatever. So uh, with so with this one, uh, we, we end up, it, how it ends off is that we find out that Ivan was has been in an catatonic state. And, and by touching him, uh, she's been able to see um, him a little better, like alert, but yeah. still in some sort of like uh, locked away in his head. So she, and she realizes that if she gets Tyrone in the room with her and they both touch it because his power is that if you touch someone, he, he releases their nightmares, their fears. Mm -hmm. So by them touching both uh, Ivan's hands and conversing with him, that you may be able to unlock him and to hopefully release him from being his catatonic state. Instead, they go deeper in his mind where he's actually a prisoner in his own head from the incident. And we find out he's reliving the same events, the final, was it two minutes, three minutes of um, the final moments of the oil explosion? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. We'll say three. They say a minute and a half. We'll say three minutes of yeah, what happened. 
and it's in a loop. So he's in a time loop uh, of of the last days or the last out last moments of before the explosion. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So he's reliving every single event, and it's a three dimensional, like fully in, in, immersed like world that when you're going into it. So you're seeing everything. They're living everything that he's living, and they're actually sentient. Yeah. In, his, in his in his in his world and they're kind of trapped in his world unless they focus to get out of it exactly. so that's how you get the groundhogs day because every time the explosion hits it resets right. and yeah. they go back and they relive the events over again yeah. and you find out what what it is that's going on and what's going on right oh you want me to tell it? should I tell it yeah you can tell okay um, well, the energy that, that that release that got into it's, an, it's a dark force energy, yeah. and in this case, when it releases, the first people who were at the tanks the, and it sprayed them like kind of like a, like a mist or mm -hmm. energy, yeah. and it released a, a dark energy, which in this case uh, increased their fear ten thousand fold. Yeah, definitely. And the result was they turned into like zombies almost. Yeah, you know, yeah, they were zombies at the end. Yeah, yeah. but like rage and filled the zombies, and it's just it was just dark energy that they were fusing on. And how it worked was kind of cool. It remind it was I won't say what it reminded me of, but like whenever they come in contact with you, it would spread. Look, so within the few minutes of the time of the explosion that followed the explosion, all the workers were in contact with each other, and they all became like crazy rabid zombies. Yeah. And uh, only uh, Ivan, who was in his office at the time, was immune to it. And but because it was still building up, it was going to be a massive explosion, killing everyone on board yeah, the, sure. uh, the the oil refinery. So I think because where Ivan was, he was sort of like protected Shield, inside, yeah. shielded. Yeah. That's why he was able to be to be uh, saved by it. Mm -hmm. So when Tandy and uh, Tyrone arrive on the scene, uh, they okay, they learn that they okay, let's go down and do it ourselves because Tyrone could teleport. Yeah. And turn off, and you yeah. realize that he can't do that. He couldn't do only, it. Only, only uh, Ivan could do it because it's right. his. It's his nightmare. Right. Yeah. He's got to control it. Mm -hmm. You know, they could sure. only influence him by doing it. Sure. Uh, so what happened was um, they decided to leave him or get exited yeah. uh, because he's a lost cause. I think at some point. Yeah. And uh, what, what I should mention too, the the phone call between uh, yeah. Ivan and, and his and uh, Tandy's father Nathan. Yep. Uh, the phone would ring in the in the sequence of, of reliving it. The phone would ring every so often where Ivan is, yeah. and that would be Tanny's father. Yeah. And knowing that, she picks up picks up the phone, and Tanny's father would speak to her on the phone. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that because it's been eight years since she last spoke to her father, so she was like uh, elated, but like just uh, captured too, like wanted to talk to her father. Mm -hmm. So she remained in the dream state while Tyrone exited. Right. And then realizing that he was like tricked to leave and she was stuck inside this, his mind, yeah. trapped, he went back in. Yeah. And now time works differently in the state of mind. Yeah. So she, he finds out that she's been in the state for 200 attempts. Right. Yeah. You know? But in that time, she's been able to perfect her powers. Sure. So she's able to throw her light daggers at the yeah. enemy to keep people, right. to, to work people away so she can stay on the phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's almost like locked in the trance herself now because yeah. she's relived it so many times. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then the series itself develops um, more because they, they're able to now, uh, through great, uh, you find out through great levels of stress or near-death experiences mm -hmm. that they can actually manifest and control it now. Yeah, yeah. Like they uh, they've matured, the powers have matured quite a bit. Sure. And then when it gets to the ending of the of the series of the yeah the series, uh, the the, the Roxxon is drilling into the air the yeah. area where this energy is, and now they have multiple sites of pipelines. That can explode because that's where right. the energy is feeding out to. So even though it's dividing up, 
it's now dividing up throughout parts of the city of New Orleans. And now it's coming to a culmination of a catastrophic event throughout the city. And and there there is a psychic uh, card card reader of New Orleans who's predicting an energy or a a dark force coming this way. And they're destined to do it. Only two can do this. Yeah, and one one will live, one will fail. It feels like Transformers. One will one will live, one will fail, kind of thing. Mm. There are doomed. That was that's like a Romeo and Juliet of the story. Yeah. And and then yeah, and then you get the characters like side characters like uh, Detective O'Reilly, mm-hmm. Detective Connor. Right. Um, they have uh, they're involved with it because they're O'Connor is a detective who shot uh, Tyrone's brother, mm-hmm. and is kind of it's kind of like bringing the cop to justice side yeah. story. Yeah. And then you have uh, Detective O'Reilly. Who is aware that we have a dirty cop and he's helping Tyrone yeah. do that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where we are in part two. Yes. Th- what did I miss? Uh, I don't think you missed anything. I think, I think I, you kind of you did it. Um, hit it on the head. I hope because I, I think sometimes I kind of go too long, and it's like I just want to make sure I catch all the yeah. nuances in this no, case. No, but like suddenly, yeah. N- no, it's good. It's a good. Li- place to stop mm-hmm. because because now they have to watch the movie watch the show yes and we want to do this all exactly. the time don't do this to the table oh <laughs> sorry it's okay uh, but you're right hopefully i'm able to get you to to the point where you'd like or invested to want to go see this sure. uh, it is worth seeing mm-hmm. um it's a slow burn in the first few ch- uh, chapters of the of the uh, series but it's an origin story and then the, when they when they're starting to get into their own rhythm it really does pick up and it's quite exciting to see Every day, it, it takes it from a perspective perspective that every day, like a normal person, if given these powers and are morally responsible with themselves and aware of their who they are, where they're from, and don't lose sight of them, right. what would you do with that, and how would you handle yourself, and, and would you, would you, do for self gain still, even though you are in a situation where you, yeah you need the money, you mm-hmm. need certain things to it, you know. Yeah. But then the situation gets crazy, crazy, like exciting at the end, and then like you're you're kind of stuck. You have to do, you have to take take part in it, whether you want to or not. Yeah, for sure. Well, this series mm-hmm. reminds me of Groundhog Day, right? Because of stuff that happens over and over and over and over. Right. How about you? Right? Well, for me, uh, oh, before I even mention, I, would, I do want to mention that you, we do get a Stanley cameo. Oh, okay. Do you remember the Stanley cameo in this one? No. It's kind of. Oh yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Yeah. Which one is it? Uh, I remember what it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's sitting down or something. I don't know. There's an Andy Warhol picture on the wall. Oh, okay. And you're a Stan, right. And you're a Stanley. right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm looking down because I just wanted to make sure I, I got my, my my references set up. So uh, my as, as a part of the show, we do a double feature. So yours is Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Uh, mine is the butterfly effect. Was, uh, there's two. Oh. They, they did two. There was one with Erica Durant from Smallville. Okay. The original one was with Ashton Kutcher. Butterfly Effect is basically Groundhog's Day, okay. but it yeah. deals with the thing called the chaos theory, where it's like every time, which is sorry, which is every time you go back to to do something, you change the outcome of events, and right. you can't go back to it. Right. So like, so like, because um, like for instance, the example would be like, let's say you had a drop of water mm-hmm. that comes down my arm. Right. And you and then you repeat, you repeat the day. You drop the water coming down your arm, but like you you can switch. You you have muscle mass, muscle energies or tensions. So the water may drip slightly to the left, not straight down exactly the way you want it. Right. So okay. that's the chaos theories. Whereas like you do one little thing, and the events may not play out exactly the way you did the first time around, right. and you may not be able to go back to the same thing over again. 
you know, yeah. which is kind of like what happened with the, the concept of um, the Avengers. You, know, yeah. you can't uh, when they do the, the time thing, you can't go back to the exact. You can't relive the exact same moment over again yeah. once you've done it. Right. That's what that's what creates the multiverse concept. Right. Okay. Um, I can explain that, but that's gonna take way too long. What I've what, what I'm actually saying, but like, the idea is still the same. Still, it's the same valid point to it. Where it's like, they go, uh, you, you go back. To, you keep, every time you go back to something, it changes every time they try something mm-hmm. out. And is it which is what happened in the uh, the tanker situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So but yeah. So butterfly effect is the same thing. Uh, yeah. Every time he tries to fix something, it gets worse, yeah. or he can't. It, yeah, he can't modify it, and he can't go back once you do something. Right. So uh, that was the reality of that one. So that was my reference to a point of that because it's very much kind of because it kind of goes. It kind of goes does go like to a dark place, mm-hmm. especially in the last half of the series. Sure. Uh, it becomes um, uh, a, 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 an awakening of. Uh, for the kids in this yeah. version, this one is now that they've they've have the powers. It's now okay. There is there are dark forces at work here, and we're going to have to like buckle in for us a, a crazy ride that mm-hmm. goes into it. Yeah. And uh, I really thought it was handled really well because I didn't expect it to go where it went. Right. And there's a post credit scene at the end of the the finale yeah. that leads into a potential supervillain. Right. Um, yeah. Did you see season two yet? Have you seen that yet? No. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it too, but I'm kind of. Someone told me there's a villain in that one, and I think we saw the origins of that villain. Okay. I could be. I don't know. I could actually be completely wrong, mm-hmm. but there is something that happens after the, the when it ends. There's like a post credit sequence. Oh, I didn't watch the post credit. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have to watch that because it sets up what season two is going to have. Okay. So uh, I give this movie. I would give the series uh, an eight and a half out of ten. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah yeah definitely uh, eight for me. I like the sequence where he touched it touched his mother and she saw he saw his mother's nightmares oh yeah yeah you know and you you, and you understand like that one you understood like why she was so protective over him and yeah and, and what made her become a, like a top manager sure. at Roxxon yeah. because of her fear because you know her last son like wanted to buy goodbye him yeah so nobility on her part right. and Putting pressure on herself. True, true, true that. Um, um, I, I, yeah, and I, just, I love the visual elements of it when they go to the dream sequences and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Was, that was really cool. Pretty amazing. Sure. Uh, and his basketball sequence, that was cool. Like, yeah. you know, um, you did you, yeah, did you understand like what was going on when he was the, the, in the final basketball sequence, like the shot, like, like and, what, and he missed the, the shot. Yeah, uh, I think I. You you you, just, you understood why, right? Did you? I mean, we don't have yeah. to. We don't have to explain what it is, but like right. you understood, like why he didn't. Yeah, I think because they don't. They don't. It's not. Told, it's not really spelled out or like right. shown. Yeah. Something's going on, but mm-hmm. I no. I you know what? Okay. Uh, I don't think I did. Uh, I okay. No, no. There, there, there's it, it. It's how do I say? It? It's not like um. It's it's not so much the it's not so much the importance of if you're winning it or not. It's mm-hmm. just uh, understanding. Okay, it's uh. There's there's a greater there's a greater purpose than just winning. Mm. Uh, that's one of the themes of it. There, there's something else, obviously, towards it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I like the idea of every person he touched, he worked them out. They were off their game. Yeah. And he was able to like control the situation and, yeah, and exactly. score, you know, and got his team back up. Because and the significance mm. of the thing is of this particular sequence is that um, when his brother was in the ball team, 
he's he was able to get their team further in the, in the finals yeah, yeah. Than, than they've ever been before. Yeah, exactly. And to, yeah, yeah. to to win would be the first time in I guess eight to ten years since the team's actually won it. Yeah, exactly. Since, yeah, since yeah. the brother, okay. so it had a lot of significance of keeping bringing the community together, mm. bringing the team together. Because right, he right. was on the outs with the team for quite some time, right, yeah. and him being able to control his powers really kind of. Brought it, it, it kind of remind me. This remind me of Team Wolf almost. Right. Okay. Like you know, he, he uses his powers to help not yep. help the team, but like become better right. at himself and then right. within the team. So that was uh, uh, structured really, really well. Um, but overall, yeah, it could be eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know. Anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up? No. With that, I'll see you next week. I'm Abby. I'm Ray. Take care. First, we look at the past. New Orleans is a roller coaster of destruction and rebirth. Fire, famine, disease, war. It always came down to two people. The divine pairing. You want power? You want to be a god? Right through that door. A crisis is coming. And it is close. Every time the city's been struck with a catastrophe, it's always come down to the divine pairing. It's always true. It's on you to go up against it. But in the process, one of you is going to die. Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that last part? Hold my hand. We'll show these a divine pairing. <laughs>